Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wait, there's something I was laughing at so much. Okay, we're recording. What did I say? I can't remember. What was it? Okay, firstly, I was laughing so much because yesterday, Grace. I went to Reforma Pilates, as I do, on a Tuesday morning, and there was a spare reformer beside me, and Grace had just arrived back in the country. And then, literally, halfway through the fucking okay, class... Like 10 tw- minutes in. Yeah, like, 10 minutes into a 50-minute class is not nothing. I did, once did that with my therapist and was counting how many fucking dollars I was spending a second. She comes waltzing in, because she thought the class started at 10.15 instead of 10. And I was laughing so much because what you did is you put into my brain every time our sweet Pilates teacher, who is the love of my life, yeah, counts. She counts down really funny. Yes. I, yeah. Okay. So Izzy got me into this Pilates studio with this woman who like, you guys have such a cute little loving relationship. relationship. She'll be like, Izzy, put on the ankle weight. I know. <laughs> like it just whispers a little sweet nothing I'm to a you during the class. I'm a fucking teacher's pet. My boyfriend hates going to any kind of workout with me because he's like, you're just fucking so annoying. And you're like, excuse me, is my yeah. form correct? <laughs> yes. And you know it is. Yes. Yeah. It's good because you set me up well because I was going to some, not many, but some classes in Australia and I felt very prepared because you'd thrown me in the deep end hardcore. Yeah, because she's probably the hardest Pilates teacher in London. But she goes, yeah, she is an angel but she goes like 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 and I said it to Izzy because I was like this is crazy and you were like she doesn't do that and I was like do you have ears and now every time I'm in the fucking class I can't focus because she's like 5 and then she wears a microphone as well which is so unnecessary in that um, studio because there's like 8 people but I can't yeah I can't remember the other thing I was gonna say that I remembered you said 
We're back, guys, as we're you've back. realized. We're baby. also in person, which is yes. was not going to happen because Grace was going to extend her time in Australia, but then the government intervened and sent us back together. Yes, Mark McGowan, a true piece of work, <laughs> if I ever encountered one, true. promised everyone a family reunion and then rescinded like two weeks out. That's so naughty. You can't get into WA. Like, it's an impenetrable force. I know. And so I had to go home, which is, like, very sad because I was in Australia for two months and couldn't see my own mother. You need to write an op-ed for I know. I was like, do I need to get involved in this? But no. But, yeah, I'm going back to Perth in a few months to see the fam. So all is fine. Yeah, I'm very happy you're back. I actually was saying to you and to other people that I think this is the first time weirdly because obviously you were in Australia and I was in the Cayman Islands but this is feels like the first time I've ever actually genuinely liked being in London yes yes I missed it Mm. when I was away and it feels I don't know it it felt like a coming home coming back which is strange because I hadn't felt like it before but I think being in Sydney was weird because that was home for ages, but it kind of didn't feel like home when we were back because it was like weird and COVID and the vibe was very strange. So then I started to get this sense that London was home, which is bizarre. The cat just sneezed. Oh no, that was really cute. <laughs> He's trying to get his stupid grass that I bought him being a bad cat mum because I never play with him because I'm always working. And so I bought him all these toys off Amazon, like an absent dad. And one of them was this grass that you grow your own grass. So now Shiva's a gardener. That's, That's why there's dirt all over the floor in the when back. When I came in, he just goes, don't look at that. <laughs> I could just feel your like anger at it. I can yeah. feel it now still because some's left over. Yeah. So one thing I have to quickly tell you about what happened during our absence is that I'm now like an avid TikTok user, not poster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... sorry please stop doing that hello pumpkin he's gonna walk across my laptop and cancel the episode just have to have another break for a week yeah no i think you did republish the panic years again i think you did say that on oh did i maybe patreon episode that Mm -hmm. you've been getting into tiktok i know it's brilliant it's it's like it does suck your time. So I was talking to some friends who said that in China, they like legally cut you off after an hour on there or something. Like you can't wow. be on there longer because they think it's ruining the population's brains, which is probably true. The um, upsides of an authoritarian regime. But it's like a, it's obviously a huge time suck. But I feel like it makes me smarter and like think more and feel better about myself. Yeah, I agree. TikTok is... it's i'm just trying to think because it's like instagram feels like a waste of time whereas tiktok i feel like every time i'm on there i learn something like you just said but i kind of actively have to stop my pea brain instincts with with tiktok because Mm. on tiktok all i want to do which i think would be what your tiktok looks like is silly little recipes and cleaning hacks and things like that and i want my tiktok to continue giving me things that are kind of promote me to think of ideas for work or like whatever but my friend actually one of my friends randomly is very senior at tiktok Mm. and she moved here years ago and was one of the founding people and she's like the marketing manager for the whole of the uk and europe and stuff but she was giving me tiktok tips before i got it and she said that i should just set up a different account 
and that's where I look at all of my it's a pea brain account you basically uh, need like a, a like finster for, for TikTok where that I can just sense. yeah because the algorithm is so good that if I pause on someone making pasta with four ingredients for too long my whole TikTok so now all my TikTok is showing me is euphoria stuff which yeah. is interesting but I'm also like I do want to see some other shit yeah yeah totally and it's you can get perilously close to like skinny model tiktok it's just one just one comes in front of my face and i think i'm not watching it and then all of a sudden my feed is full of here's what i eat in a day as a model yeah or my day in 1600 calories and then they show it's just so bad so bad and the girls look like chloe kardashian video face tune yeah like waist waist tune very naughty but if you can stay away from that it's awesome um, okay, so we've been we've dancing around the dancing news around. for far too the long. Big news, I don't know. <laughs> we, we had more than one person message us saying we need an emergency episode for this. I had a few people message me saying I thought of you first. I had one person WhatsApp me special and say, yeah. "Why didn't you text me about this?" <laughs> of course, the news we are talking about is it's actually Harry Styles' birthday, but we're not talking about that. Is Rihanna's pregnancy? There's so much to unpack about this I feel like more than meets the eye yeah but firstly oh. obviously huge congrats to the hun it's wonderful marvelous news the way the way she announced that pregnancy is just the most iconic thing in the entire world she went to somewhere in New York City called the paparazzi dressed like that with ASAP and got them to take photos of her looking so incredible fucking vintage chanel hot pink jacket open bejewels over her baby bump her hair's perfect her makeup's perfect her long baggy jeans which everyone are having conniptions about but are just normal yeah they're great stylish and she didn't she could have gotten the cover of us vogue she could have gotten she could have anything 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 all she did was that i was like you are heaven i'm pretty sure she hasn't even posted the pics to her own instagram no she hasn't this is what i wanted to talk about firstly just on the style i'm like pretty pretty sure that it's on an homage to anna wintour's first vogue cover let me show you Hmm. so what's happening this to you now i put my bloody phone on airplane mode like our editor tells us to but i'm turning it off Okay. I feel proud of myself that I knew this was her first Vogue cover. Yes. I was going to say, isn't her first Vogue cover this? Thing. this so it's the jewel-encrusted yeah. cross and then the low-rise denim. Yes. I think that's very, just doing a very... little thing to that. And, yeah, so it's working on multiple levels, but I think we need to talk about the fact that she could have done this anywhere and she chose to go to this random location and have, like, a... a black grid or splash photographer take it mm-hmm. and one it's not like a pack of paparazzi no yeah apparently there's some publication i saw was did a story about this photographer in particular because he's now like beloved by all the celebrities so they trust him for stuff like this it's so random like of all the things but it's just why she's so cool because it is oh, kind of what? why is it so sexy and cute it is very sexy But why – okay, so let's go through the mental process of the options. She could have done a Vogue cover or a magazine cover. That's kind of lame. She could have done an Instagram announcement, very Kardashian-y, so not cool. Also, yeah, I think an Instagram announcement is what every single person does. Yeah. So it's like – 
she hasn't even posted it on Instagram. I can't. Why is yeah. she so cool? There's actually a story in that. And yeah. just the, the like era of posting your achievements on Instagram over, says Rihanna. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Pitch it, baby. But, um, okay. So she, I, I was like, when we bumped into each other at Pilates yesterday, I said in our brief five minutes that we got together after the class, because Izzy had to run for work. I said that I was looking at the pictures of Rihanna in Barbados for some reason the other day. And in my brain, I was like, why are we not talking about the fact that Rihanna is clearly very pregnant? Clearly pregnant. Clearly pregnant. That She has a, quite a large baby bump that she's wearing clinging clothes in. And we just didn't discuss it. The satin, the satin dress gave it away. In my brain, I thought she's seven or eight months pregnant now. So is she just never going to address it? And then lo and behold. Yeah, I think it's because even when a woman is clearly this pregnant, speculating that they're pregnant people are freaked out about mm-hmm. but it's it's so funny Which because is good, i guess yeah. yeah but i'm also just like she was every outfit she wore um dumois put up a couple of lines actually saying that like this the one that they put up the one that she put up last week and it said something like this a-list couple who, who are not publicly married are having a baby and then someone else wrote in saying that she always frequents the hotel that they work at and they've just been like super excited because they've been able to see the bump for ages. And then someone so else posted a story about ASAP Rocky, which is so fucking jarred Wait, where is it? What's our podcast? When I worked front desk at a studio, ASAP came in and I didn't recognize who he was. So I asked him to sign in on the sheet and he said, ASAP? question mark and I said yes now if you wouldn't mind and he smiled and didn't make fun of me so yes he'll be a great dad because he's being like this ASAP like fine for me to sign as instead of signing as my real name that's really nice so I'm thinking now in the interview where he called her the love of his life that was September so September October November December January February March we're in February yeah Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> April, May. And that prop, the interview probably happened earlier. Yeah. So she must have been pregnant. That's what well, I thought that at the time. I didn't think she was pregnant, but I was like, they, they must be really, really serious for him to be talking this like gnarly on the record. So he was obviously in like a pregnancy love haze. Yeah. So beautiful. I love that people are talking about this just as Rihanna's pregnant. Like the fact that her and ASAP Rocky's are having a baby together is quite a side note a side note it's yeah. not the exciting part of this yeah it's just rihanna who we're all obsessed with is bringing a bundle of joy into the world <laughs> and like yes of course climate change is a thing but <laughs> people i'm gonna tell you what happened grace what happened was i had this yes, thing of course climate change is a thing <laughs> i had this thing called lion's mane that i put on my coffee this morning and it's made me fucking crazy Remember when I called you earlier and I like couldn't breathe properly because I was so high? Yes. It's- I got some very chaotic voice notes out like multiple people that live in different suburbs around London. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dua Lipa lives down the road, I found out. But anyway, I had this stuff called Lion's Mane, which is supposed to be a natural thing that helps anxiety. And you put a teaspoon in your coffee in the morning, but it actually does help my anxiety, but also makes me crazy. So welcome, ladies. Interesting. Um... Oh yeah, climate change is a thing, etc. But I remember when I was writing this article, which I don't actually think ever got published now that I think about it, about having children and climate change. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed one of my friends and she said, 
the thing is, if all of the smart people stop having kids because of climate change, there's just going to be all these children. So, like, if Rihanna and ASAP Rocky didn't have a child, we'd miss out on this talented genius that's going to be brought into the world. Exactly. These people should be I personally don't subscribe to the idea that you shouldn't have a child because of climate change unless you're, like... Well, if having seven or something, yeah, or yeah. unless you're like just worried about the world you're bringing them into, I don't think it's yeah, it's, it's a not personal choice. T- take it, it's not going to make a difference really in terms of like carbon emissions and shit. We can speak to the fucking have a net zero Australian household. government on that. Yes, but yeah, I I love that as well, and I think there was I I got a couple of mixed messages from a few of my friends, and they were basically saying that they were sad to see <laughs> Rihanna's pregnant. Because she was kind of the ultimate hero of singledom. You know, she date, mm. she dumped a billionaire because she gets tired of men. She's always called out interviewers when they've asked her about whether she's looking for a relationship. She dumped Drake's ass and broke his heart because he was a fuckboy. She's just mm. always been the best of the best. And people were kind of worried. I had a friend messaging me saying that they were worried that, you know, ASAP Rocky might fuck her over. What? <laughs> it's just funny, like... We just think she's our friend. I know. Like, like, I'm so worried he's going to break her heart. Yeah. But I think, I genuinely trust and believe in Aesop Rocky because the man does sound like he's been through years of therapy to get where he is. He does sound as though when he was younger, he was a bit of a fuck boy and a bit of a nuisance. And then he's done a lot of therapy and figured out. It reminds me a lot of Justin Bieber with Hayley Baldwin. I feel like knowing obviously like very little about the ins and outs of those actual relationships that like I trust Rihanna and ASAP Rocky on a deeper level than Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber. Wow. Because I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's like something slightly codependent about the Biebers. Oh, I yeah. feel. Yeah. The thing is I trust Rihanna's judgment. Yeah. That she wouldn't considering she's known ASAP Rocky for a very long time, that she would be very sensible and level-headed about committing to someone if they didn't have a whatever. So I I believe in them. So a people source confirmed... Lay it on me. Confirmed the rapper waited for Rihanna and was eager to start a relationship with her for a long time. This is quotes from the source. A lot of guys have tried to sweep her off her feet, but Rocky actually managed to do it. From the very beginning, he's doted on her. He's over the top romantic and sends her room full of flowers all the time. That's cr- the, thinking, about, thinking about the logistics of a room full of flowers is like wild. Mm. Like $20,000. When you're that rich, it just takes, you could, he could just go to his assistant. Yeah, but I'm just thinking about like yeah. the logistics of shipping those up semi regularly. Yeah. It's like quite crazy. She probably comes in and she's like, oh. <laughs> More flowers? I'm only in this hotel room for a night? Fucking rich people. They always have fun together, a different source adds. They joke and act goofy. They Us? enjoy life and like to travel. They love being together and are the loves of each other's lives. Oh, that's nice. Aww. Someone put up a meme being like me trying to figure out how to be reincarnated as Rihanna's baby. <laughs> I know. That's what the first thing Fades texted to me. Yes. It's literally the most like perfect child. Christina Bet- must be upset. I have a suspicion it will be a girl for some reason. My gut is telling me. Well, it should be a girl because it's Rihanna. If yeah. It's a boy. It'll be a bit disappointing. Yeah. Then in my, in water, my gut, in you're my pretty waters. good at this. You're pretty, you're pretty intuitive. 
I suspect. You should, you should become one of those TikTok... Become a medium. Yeah, medium. <laughs> There's heaps... You need to get into spiritual talk. There's really? like heaps of mediums, heaps of people reading people's auras. Wow. People read celebrities' auras. And I got deep into this whole of like why Megan Fox has a red aura. I would love Davidson's to... Auras. I would love, love, love to get onto aura talk. Well, yeah. Okay, gotta help My mom me. loves that shit. Yeah. I wanted to get go to Venustus, which is this famous massage place that does like energy healing when I was in Sydney. And it's $600 for a 60-minute massage. Jesus. I was like, guys, that's too much. That's simply too much. Okay. Maybe you try to see a licorice pizza this week and we can just talk about it next week. Yeah. I really <laughs> want to see it. I yeah. Have so many friends. I'll see it again. Yeah. There's like no one I want to spend any time with. Basically. Yeah, I feel the same. For my life, I want to be a hermit now. Yeah, I love not being leave a hermit. the house. Yeah, that's that was my twenty twenty one energy, as you know. Yeah, it was hermit. Yeah, hermit life. I remember when I was like, "Why does Grace never want to do anything <laughs> fun?" And now I'm like, "I never want to do anything fun again, ever." I can't believe I ever wanted to. Same. I genuinely can't believe I ever, ever, ever wanted to leave the house and go anywhere other than sit on the couch and watch TV. I know. I feel the same. It's we lived in our natural life before the pandemic and this is we've hit the Mm. equilibrium of like what you're supposed to do which is have a life inside your home and then like once a year go out yeah and lose your mind and then spend six months mentally recovering and be like that was crazy yeah so since we got back we've had two social occasions both of which were dinner parties at this house yeah that's 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 literally perfect everyone can come over here that's it even tonight we'd usually me and you would usually finish the pot and then go out to a restaurant but instead i'm making us a fish curry at home much preferred um but yeah i i know i just i can't imagine like last night we ate some weed gummies we found some more which Uh, i need to give you some yeah and I ate way too much and then just ordered Nando's and then ordered apple pie and gelato and watched Euphoria and just like that, Yellow Jackets and then Succession in a row. Dude, that's like the perfect (laughs) night. And I was like, I've never been happier in my entire life. And then I filled in my gratitude journal and it was like three amazing things that happened today. And I was like, Nando's TV. (laughs) Three things you're grateful for. TV, Nando's, weed gummy. I literally did it behind me. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. I need to start writing in my gratitude journal again. I think it really does help. Yeah, it's amazing. When I started doing it, I was like, "Wow, the world's incredible." And then I watched a TikTok before that said this girl saying, "I overheard a girl at a coffee shop and said, why don't you just always think about the best thing that could happen?" Because then your mind is just constantly thinking about nice, positive things. And then you'll manifest them because you're. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I've never, ever considered that before. I think a huge thing for me, I was actually going to buy you a cute little 2022 diary as a present, but I forgot, but I can get it delivered on Amazon tomorrow <laughs> for you, to your house. That's okay, I already have it. Right. I, yeah. But I, I, I like... moleskin. Same. That's my pink moleskin. But I didn't have one last year, and I genuinely think, sorry ladies, this started out as me refilling our wine and is now a podcast chat. Like last year, I think I just didn't have much direction and felt super stressed all the time. And I wasn't, I was writing notes on my fucking notes app on my computer and I wasn't filling it out my gratitude journal. And now every single morning I come downstairs, I fill out my gratitude journal and then I write a list of to do's for the day and I tick them off as they get done, Mm -hmm. which really does help me whenever I start to get in a spiral of 
what the fuck are you doing with your life? You're so useless. You don't do anything. What are you up to? And then I look at my thing and I'm like, you've achieved everything on your to-do list. And I have a separate to-do list for like life, life admin. And then I also write down things I want to do on the weekend because I forget Mm -hmm. by the time it comes to the weekend that I want to go to the plant shop. And then it's just, everything is cohesive and it's so good for an ADHD brain. That's really nice. And workouts as well. I'll note them all down. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing this to do this thing written down because I realize that's the only way I get anything done. But the, yeah, I agree. The week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ken stuff is really cute. Bring back paper. Bring honestly, bring back paper. Yeah, I, I, I people agree. send me calendar invites. They never pull through. I never get the mm-hmm. alert. It's a drama, drama, drama. Time zones <laughs> don't work. I just yeah. need a pen and paper. Same. So let's talk Euphoria. Yeah, I thought we were quite cool. I thought watching Euphoria was quite cool, and now I've realised it's a little chuggy. It's a little chuggy. It's like chuggy millennials thinking they're up to date. Yeah. Although I, I also think cool Gen Zers watch it, but it's you know. Yeah, I think over the pandemic. So when Euphoria came out, it was ages ago. It was when I was living in the US the first time. Yeah. When I was living with those random... nineteen, um, right? Yeah, LA girls. Yeah. And that's when it came out, and I think that was when it was really cool to be on it. Yes. And I watched the first episode as it premiered and oh thought, no, but I literally God. had... I had, like, the opposite of a good take. I was like, this show is crazy. Teenagers don't act like that. I'm not watching this bullshit. And then, like, hated it. So... I found the first episode quite confronting, and I'm, like, a like relatively normal person. Yeah. I was like, this is just crazy. Like, this I can't is... even remember what happened. But yeah, I was like, it's like uh, fake Jules ideas gets like, was... fucked by Nate's dad in a hotel room. Oh, and, that's like, right. ODs. And I was just like, this is heaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then it gets more normal. And yeah. it's really good. I thought it would. Yeah. So I think it was cool back then. And then I think and it's another product of the pandemic where everyone kind of caught up. And then realized it was cool. And then season two came out and it's just been everywhere. Yes. I also genuinely think I want to watch season one again, but both of us have had a discussion off here where we were talking about how crazy season two is not in a good way. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what's I I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying watching it like I'm enjoying and just like that. Does it mean it's high yes. quality? Yes. Perhaps not. It just seems like yeah, it's kind of all over the show with the storylines. Uh, yeah, it's like floundering. I feel like it's they set up a lot of So it's good. The first episode was great. Yeah. Where it ends with Fesco like oh, beating yes. the shit out of Nate. That was like a really I thought this season's going to be amazing. Cuz say what you will, we're going to get into this about Sam Levinson. He's obviously a very intelligent, like, he knows how to direct an episode of a show. He knows how to write. He knows how to build character arcs and blah, blah, blah. So he's, like, a talented person. You just felt in the first episode, like, they were setting up all these amazing tension points and storylines and they're kind of fizzling around. And I think it seems like reading about it, a lot of it is to do with off-screen drama. Mm. Like, for example, Barbie Ferreira's character, Cat. Was such, she was one of the most interesting characters to me in the first season where she was doing all the cam girl stuff and doing all this secret, had this secret sexual personality that none of her friends knew about. And now this season, she just nothing. She hasn't yeah, been in the nothing. first four episodes. She has nothing going on. She has a really nice boyfriend that she finds boring because he's nice, but they're not even exploring that. She wasn't even in the trailer and she didn't attend the premiere. But as you say, this is apparently because of on-set drama where Kat reportedly, like according to Dumois, I'm pretty sure, hit up Sam Levinson about the either her storyline or the way the season is going or like some problems she had with the season and they had a huge fight and she reportedly walked off set and then that's why she didn't attend the premiere. Mm. And it kind of makes sense when you think about her character arc in the sense that, well, A, it looks like he's cut down a whole bunch of her shit because they had that huge fight and they're obviously not getting along. But B, if she had pulled anything up, it kind of makes sense that she would pull up the scene where, although I did find, I, I really did enjoy the scene and I found it really relatable. I do think it, is not what her character would feel. And that's when she is feeling all insecure about her body and the thin white model pops out of her computer screen and starts screaming at her that she needs to love herself. Yeah. And, um, you know, be a bad bitch and like, you know, whatever. And I was kind of like, I, I do think that that is something a lot of people feel. They feel mm. like they need to be confident in themselves, but deep, deep down they don't feel it. And then they're embarrassed and they hate themselves for not being able to, feel feel like Lizzo in their body or whatever. Mm. But I think it just really kind of is such a waste of what they built Kat's character up to be. It's like if Lizzo tomorrow came out and said, oh, I'm actually really insecure about my body. Yeah, or even just like setting up a storyline where someone is had sex for the first time and it was filmed and put on a porn site. And so that's like a really traumatizing event. And the way they get around that is by – trying to control the way that they're viewed on the internet sexually and make money out of it and things. Which is like that, what Imrata did. Yeah, yeah, it's a really fascinating storyline. And same conversation we had a billion times. Is it empowering? Is it exploitative? Are you being used? Are you whatever? Having that storyline happen when someone's also trying to have like a healthy, loving relationship but find sex boring in that thing. That seems like there's so much you could juice from that as a storyline. Mm. Is she doing it secretly still and it's like a betrayal? Is it infidelity? Is it whatever? It just seems random to, yeah, then make her storyline suddenly that she's insecure about her body when that's yeah. never been a thing with her and yeah. just doesn't feel like – it feels like a very stale, old-fashioned yeah. storyline to include. Yeah. 
And then speaking of stale, old-fashioned storylines, yes, Sydney Sweeney, who is the actress from The White Lotus as well. We love her. A gorgeous, gorgeous girl. A gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Talk about Chug. I had to literally Google what gorgeous, gorgeous girl was. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. It's, it's very embarrassing. I was yeah. like, fuck's sake. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls love soup. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, they do. But she... Yeah, Cassie's character, Sydney Sweeney, is obviously so beautiful, but in like the standard, stereotypical american beauty way she's blonde she's got big boobs she's got big doughy eyes she's got big lips she's petite she's got a tiny waist and she's just naked all the time her big naturals are out and about in every bloody episode (laughs) now i'm like hello sydney and hello titties so yeah when you're watching it you so this is we'll start with the dominant narrative that's happening about the sydney sweeney nudity thing and then like move on to more nuanced conversations but you do have this feeling from the first season that spilled over a lot to the second season i don't know if you felt like this but i had discomfort when i saw how much they like made her shoot naked Mm. and it's i'm watching and thinking god like is this actress actually comfortable with this she wasn't really famous before she did this was she like pushed into doing it to do the role blah 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 like a lot of the things i think about when actresses do gratuitous nudity um, and then in this season, it's like just ramped up a notch where it's in the first three episodes is constant. And you, I was trying to question myself of like, do I find this gratuitous because she fits this certain body ideal and it's like hitting a point of insecurity for me? Like I saw all these kind of jokey memes on Twitter and TikTok about when you want your man to watch euphoria then remember all of the sydney sweeney scenes and you don't want to be sitting there with him watching this <laughs> like mm. hot girl naked all the time kind of thing i was trying to think is it a question of people are more sensitive to it because it hits a certain insecurity thing um and that's why we have a problem with it or is it exploitative to her which is obviously very hard to say but it, it is like a obviously jarring thing when you're watching it how much it's in there mm. yeah so a lot of people have kind of been making these jokes online saying that well not even jokes just kind of insinuating that sam levinson is obsessed with sydney sweeney and that's why he keeps getting her naked which i just don't really think is uh i mean she does look a lot like his mum, but that's a story <laughs> for another day i'll be that this morning and i was laughing so much it's a freudian story for another day but i i think it's more actually you had a better take on it than me but i just don't i think I think it's kind of weird doing a show in high school and showing people who are supposed to be high school age that naked. That kind of just like taps into some pedo thing that I'm really not into. Like I just agree. agree. Obviously because the actors are older, I don't really give a shit. But then when you think about the fact that they're supposed to be 16 and you're supposed to be watching a 16 year old's tits on TV all the time, that makes me feel a bit weird. But... I don't know. I think the whole show is is essentially shock value at this point. He's just trying to shock us in any way possible. Yes, I agree. I think so. What I said to you is I think what people are missing in this pearl clutching conversation about the sexualization of Sydney Sweeney is that the show isn't people are framing it as if Sam Levinson is shooting her this way just because he can and like it doesn't service the plot and it's just this thing he's doing gratuitously 
But the show is really about, I mean, there's kind of conversations about is the show through Rue, Zendaya's character's lens, and she's an unreliable narrator because she's a drug addict. So, like, you're always questioning. Like, I think this recent episode was a good example where the stuff with Jules and... What's his face? Hot guy. Hot guy. (laughs) Like you I feel as if you were meant to not know whether she was insecure and thinking they were hooking up or if they were actually hooking up and all the stuff that was happening with that, it felt like because it's through her very jealous drug fueled thing, you're not supposed to fully understand. And there's quite a surface level like understanding of peripheral characters. So I think the show is meant to be unreliably told through Rue's lens. But at the same time, the scenes with Cassie and Nate, which are the ones where they're very sexually explicit and over the top, they're making the point that Nate is this guy who, because of his dad, is trained to be hyper-toxically masculine, repressing his own either bisexuality or homosexuality or whatever it is. And the view of women that he's been trained to have is passive, weak, victimized, doe-eyed, petite, skinny, but like, like the, the, way the character of Cassie. Mom. Yeah, the, the way his dad, who is gay and closeted and repressed and fucked up, has taught his son is to value this really cartoonish view of femininity that like Sydney Sweeney's character is meant to be. And her character is trying to embody that because it's the only way she understands her own identity is through being that person. So like in those scenes where she's being filmed that way, the purpose is that both her and him are like turned on by this view of her Mm. (laughs) because that's what the relationship is based off. And so I think that people are kind of just saying that he's a horny guy just feels very stale. It is an interesting storyline because obviously people were just saying for a show that's meant to be so groundbreaking and a show that's meant to be so diverse for them to have the most stereotypically beautiful girl as the one that's naked all the time is just so stupid and stale. But it kind of makes sense with what you're saying that she would be the one who dresses like that and acts like that because she would think that that's her only worth in society. And I know that is kind of still something that we've talked about a lot and is a bit stale in itself. Mm. But at least it's something that's kind of worth exploring where she's just like, because it's it's like the, it's literally Im, what Imrata yes. <laughs> wrote about in my body. She's like, because yeah. I'm beautiful. I thought my only worth is this, this beauty. Yeah. And you're watching her like fall apart. It's showing the perils of it in the show. Like she's having a fucking nervous breakdown throughout the season mm. because she's trying to, they're both hitting like peak masculine peak feminine it's making them both have meltdowns like there's a point to it but i just yeah i think there's there's just a lot of pearl clutching on the internet that annoys me (laughs) yeah i do think well both of us do think that sam levinson as a a person is probably a bit fucking sus i don't like the fact that if this is true which it sounds like it is barbie ferreira the way he treated her the way her lines have been cut as a result, there's also been some other rumors that I've seen online. Also, we talked about him before when he shot Malcolm and Marie, and we were talking about how weird his kind of directing was in that and how we just thought it was a bit odd that he would use black characters to portray his fucking his problem with critics because he didn't win an award, and it just all felt a bit funny. And it kind of feels like that in a way with Euphoria where he's grabbing all these diverse people and throwing them on screen because he knows it's going to sell without really kind of doing the hard yards to actually 
examine these stories. I think one of the best episodes in Euphoria is the one that really explored, um, I've forgotten her name, Jules, Hunter's, Hunter's, um, Jules's <laughs> uh, background. And that's because Hunter Schaefer, the, the actor, had a lot to do with that and was basically co-writing and co-directing that scene. And I'm just like, you should just do so much more of that. Why are there not more diverse writers in the writer's room or just any other? Yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> quite just crazy. Every, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. There's something just <laughs> that feels weird and sus about him, which I think is why people hmm. are like quick to jump on the bandwagon about him being yeah. seedy. Cause he just looks and feels seedy and yeah, not having it's, uh, it's hard. Like, not having diverse writers, it's like on one hand, yes, it does seem sus for the way he's writing, but then he also, I guess, in the first season proved that he's like quite adept at doing it to a certain extent. Like he wrote an amazing and directed an amazing series of television. Mm-hmm. You know, like the way he did it was there's just some really incredible scenes, like the last, the finale of the thing where like, I need to rewatch it. I actually yeah. can't remember. Jump wins and Daya's thing, and then there's the whole band comes in, and like it's just like, oh yeah, like I, I love really all cool the... shit. Like he's he yeah. knows what he's doing. He's very clever, and I think that sometimes we're like forgetting the purpose of art when we get too obsessed with whatever. But I also agree there's something that feels like sus about him. Yeah, I love <laughs> so, all of the yeah. cutaways of Euphoria. It's so cute. The opening of this episode season four was like phenomenal where it's Vendaya being eaten out by Hunter Schaefer and oh, yeah? she's like having a vision of all the like Yoko Ono, John Lennon and Frida Kahlo and like all of that it's amazing like yeah. it's so well done yeah okay we're gonna move on in a second but firstly just a brief coverage of some of the other favorite characters in Euphoria I absolutely love Lexi I think she's so cute I think love how her role is being explored more I love how she's always wearing Mew Mew which is obviously a kind of play on the fact that Mew Mew is Prada's younger sister and Cassie's wearing Prada heels when she's in the bathtub and my favorite 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 which is just so obvious and jade but Maddie Alexa Demi's character and just Alexa Demi in general is so fucking cool she's so stylish she's just a legend she went to pilates the other day she was papped at pilates with Haley bieber and she was wearing the funniest outfit she kind of looked like you yesterday when you came to pilates <laughs> like how you had your like expensive clogs on <laughs> she had prada she had like prada shoes on yeah she's just great and i love all of the outfits she's been wearing like a little tube she wore devon lee carlson's collab with mark jacobs dress at her Cute. birthday party Aww. Yeah, what's she wearing in this? She's also like our age or my age. That's what I was going to say. I love that she's like in her 30s, right? Yeah. And she's just playing this hot, <laughs> cool 18. What is she meant to be? Like 16 year yeah. old, but she just pulls it off. She's a great actress. Yeah. So yeah, I think she is a standout. I also love Hunter Schaefer and Dominique Fike are dating in real life. Elliot and Jules. Yes. I do know this because I was like, where do I know this dude from? And then when I Googled it, I realized it's because he used to date Diana Silvers. He's so hot. He's really How hot. How old is he? Full bad saying that. <laughs> so he was always on her Instagram account and now he's dating Hunter Schaefer, which is really cool. He's 26. That's fair game. Hunter is so beautiful. It like does something to my psyche when I see her on mm. the screen sometimes. It's like unbelievable. 
I love yeah. Fezco. Have you seen the interviews with him? No. He's like that. He They just plucked him off the street. Literally. He's not an actor. They just found him. And that's how he is in real life. And he's exactly the same in real life. And there's like a <laughs> clip where they're asking him, they're like, do you take your character home with you at the end of the day? And he's like, I literally don't understand what you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing like this hat with like um, bear ears on it. He's when, just crazy. When you told me Greg from Succession is exactly the same. Yeah, they're like life. not good actors. Yeah. They're, just they're just very themselves. well cast. Yeah. yeah he's, he's so brilliantly cast. I'm like finally on season three of Succession. It took me so fucking long. And I just laugh every single scene he's in. Succession has just gotten better and better. Yeah, like yeah. This third really season, has, yeah. I'm like laughing at fucking everything. Tom is so funny. So funny. Oh, it's just so good. And there was that New Yorker profile on the guy who plays Kendall. And he was like... I don't understand why people say the show is a comedy. It's not a comedy. And it makes so much sense because his character works because he's acting as if it's like Hamlet. Yes. <laughs> but every, it's a comedy for everyone else. And yeah. apparently he's kind – he's not a dick, I don't think, but everyone said he just makes the set so stressful because stressful he's, so he's such an intense yeah. character actor. And even Brian Cox, who's the dad who's amazing, is like, can you just – fucking chill out please <laughs> oh my god yeah i saw him the girlies won't know yes I, oh my god i saw him in new york city it was fucking crazy so i was in new york for three days i've already told the story on the patreon have i or not i don't even know we've definitely talked Culkin about macaulay Culkin, yeah okay so i saw macaulay Culkin in an op shop as i was looking at a t-shirt of him as a child it was very insane timing that sounds like I'm lying, but I genuinely had a photo of him and I was the the shirt up and it was him, Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan. And I was taking a photo to send to Grace. It was hot pink to say no, because obviously Michael Jackson molested the fuck out of him. And then he walked into the vintage shop as I was holding the shirt. So I had to shove it into the rack. And then I like froze in front of the rack because I was like, what if he comes over and sees it and I'll feel so awkward. And then his wife had to ask me to move. Or his fiance. Anyway, and then okay, so his brother is Roman. So you basically were doing like succession. I always lottery. forget his brother is Roman. I can't get my head around that. I so to Roman on Fresh Air, and he's like a just a normal chill dude. Would you buzz him? Yeah, as Roman or in real life or both? Mm, as depends Roman. how he acts in real life. He's pretty similar as well. Oh yes, then cute. Would you? No. Shut I up. Think, you always say no. No, I'm serious. I think it's like a really amazing reflection on your personality that you want to boost Roman from succession. It like says something about you. It's like wanting to boost Chuck. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just saying like I'm a Kendall girl. You're a Roman girl because you're like a cool, chill, funny girl. And I'm like a uh, something. A Kendall girl. Are you – I mean – like, I actually fell in love with Kendall. Yeah. No. He's <laughs> so cute. That's why when you texted me, I was like, what? oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I went to Balthazar, which is actually always on Dumois, which I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah, it's Balthazar, actually. And that guy, the guy's, like, sus that runs it or whatever. He was, like, Don't, I, I know, like, nothing about it, but basically... Balthazar's where everyone goes. So Anna Wintour was there the day before having lunch with clients. Frank Ocean was there the next day. Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson. Like everyone, every celebrity goes there. Mm-hmm. But Amar, randomly, my boyfriend, had told me to go there. Yeah. Because uh, it's a French brasserie. And he loves that shit. Mm-hmm. And I went by myself, took myself out for brunch. And I was feeling really happy and fine about it until they brought me a champagne for the single diners. And I was like, way to make me feel jade, guys. Like a jade glass like it was yes. on the house. Yes. That is so shit. I was like, don't oh my God. do that. 
we should go and sit single across from each other and then get yeah. the free champagne. No, we have to go. It's quite, it's really, it's really fun. I got mussels and fries. Wait, I've been to Balthazar because I went with someone and we got the, yeah, fries with thing and whatever. And the person I was with was like, the Beckhams were here yesterday. And yeah. it's in, where is it? It's around the corner from what goes around. Yeah, it's, it's in um, is it East Village. East Village, I think. Yeah. Or somewhere, I can't remember. I walked. But anyway, I was sitting there and then <laughs> the the people, so there's a table beside me and two people walked in and they were like, guys, to their friends who are already sitting down, they're like, guys, do you watch Succession? And they were like, no. And they were like, okay, well, then you won't give a shit. But the guy from Succession just walked in right behind us and then my little eyes and ears pe- picked up and I was like, fuck, I missed it because like <gasps> they've already, I just missed it. And then next minute Kendall walks in and it was the day after the season three finale had aired in the US and I was in Madness. New York City the next morning seeing him out for brunch and I haven't seen the finale yet, but I know that something crazy happens with his character or like every, basically people were just freaking the fuck out when I told them because he did an insane performance the night before. And then he was just out for brunch looking very disheveled. Did he? So he's got the gray hair. Was he wearing like an embarrassing amount of like jewelry or something? No, he was, he was, I don't know how to say it <laughs> like fully disheveled like skater boy meets homeless yeah but it's on purpose he knows what he's doing he's a he's a bit of a fame junkie i think like right. he went to balthazar to go to balthazar the day after you know what i mean he's probably hoping to run into true. like i don't even know That's like so jake true. gyllenhaal because he something. looks so low-key with his um, it's on purpose friend but yeah yeah he's like a bit jarre but i love him okay shoot Chag Mary. Yeah. Greg, the dad. <laughs> and Tom. Mary, Greg, mm-hmm. Shag, the dad. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No, Mary, the dad. What am I talking about? Mary, the dad. Yeah. Like Martha. He's worth like $20 billion and he's on death's door. Oh, like, yes. are, we, are we stupid? <laughs> Mary, the dad, Shag, Greg, kill tom but i do like tom i like tom's character i just you couldn't pay me a billion dollars to bust that man that's true okay shoot shag marry uh roman shiv kendall i don't know because i'm not really sexually attracted to shiv or kendall shiv's so thick yeah she's such a hottie yeah. yeah well yeah i guess maybe shag shiv for the fun of it and then shoot Kendall and marry Roman. Aww, but I love Kendall. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. What were we doing before this? <laughs> okay, girlies. Little treat. We're going to hit some old news because it's very on brand for us and discuss the Julia Fox-Kanye relationship. I mean, it's been a wild month. They've been dating now for a month and one day. Happy anniversary, mm-hmm. lovebirds. Yeah. And obviously, as everyone knows, there's been multiple interviews, multiple photo shoots, Paris Fashion Week attendances, hotel rooms full of brand new clothes. I think that's the one thing that I just <sighs> makes me want to be rich is like the clothing element. When I saw Kim Kardashian for Christina's 60th birthday, got her 60 custom made full outfits. From designers. This is the first time you've said that, that I've understood what that means. What do you mean? Like, you always like, she got her 60 outfits. And I was like, yes, they're Kardashians. Like, that's, you know. But now I'm thinking about logistically 
custom made in her size yeah that would be great 64 looks yeah that's fucking crazy and Kanye West got Julia Fox an entire hotel room full of clothes which begs the question why then is she always in a black crop top when is she in a she's in like a long sleeve black crop top anytime she leaves the house yeah that's yeah yes all the time I think he's loaning her the clothes I don't think he's he's giving them to her is my I think she said he did. That she kept them. Yeah. Maybe it's just her little look that she likes. Well, I think he's styling her, but he styles her with her tummy out every single time with her crop. Like, even when she went to yes. Fashion Week. She was yes. with denim, but it was crop top. Yeah. Which I just think is not really that groundbreaking, is it? No, he's he's... I don't know if he's in it for the long haul, but it feels as if he's, like, starting simple and going to work his way up. So what do you make of this pairing? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I know you do too. Yeah. I find that people that don't like it very, <laughs> I don't know. People are like, she's a gold digger. I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't understand what this relationship is. This relationship is not like a random C-list actress that like nabbed Kanye. This relationship is like a mutual act of amazing performance art performance art like it's a really famous celebrity that needs someone with credibility who's actually genuinely cool to make him seem cool it's a brand collaboration yeah and for her it's it's like he has more to gain than she has in this situation like she makes him look cooler than he makes her look mm-hmm. it's kind of makes her it's tainting her image more than it's tainting yeah, his I, I feel so she's famous from uncut gems She's also famous from just doing a whole lot of incredible artist performances. So she did a whole exhibition on death using her own period blood. She's like Queen. always been really out there and really crazy and really cool. And she's like the exact person who could go along with this. And as in like Kanye needed someone, he also needed someone to prove. I think a lot of this is Kanye proving to Kim or like trying to prove to Kim that what he did to her, he can do to anyone. Yeah, I think it's to Kim, but I also think it's to the world. Like, to I think the world. it's him trying yeah. to take credit for, like, everything. Because yeah. now she's working with Balenciaga and blah, blah, blah. I do think they're all in it together. I don't think it's super Nasty, acrimonious. No. Like, I think that the Demna getting Kim to be the face of Balenciaga is done with tacit awareness and endorsement by Kanye West. Like, I don't think it's warring sides. No. But I do think he's trying to show the world, like, look at what I did. I can do it again. Yeah. And if you were going to pick anyone to do that with, it's obviously Julia Fox, who's a great choice. A great choice. And and someone who would do something like that without it being, you need to stop dropping your necklace. I know. I actually just felt that when I did it. <laughs> you, you keep picking it up and dropping, and dropping it. it. I know. The girls might like it. It might be ASMR. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just re- Can you please read the next line that you put in our dog? Oh. I highlighted it. She drank cow's milk from a cow tit. <laughs> And has always been super interested in pushing the boundaries. <laughs> yeah. No. She drank cow's milk from a cow tit. That's like so hot. Yeah. So I just think it's funny because if you were going to pick anybody to do something like this and for them to not be annoying as fuck and for them to completely understand the brief and for them to just run with it and have fun with it and get everything that they were going to get out of it, it's Julia Fox. She's just like, yes, I'm going to come to Paris Fashion Week. Yes, we're going to do these photo shoots. 
Yes, we're going to have the best time ever. Yes, Side I'm going to do a podcast episode on my like rogue random little podcast about what it's like to date Kanye. Yeah. Like that's fucking cool. People were making fun of the interview magazine thing where she said she called Mel Ottenberg and was like, I'm just going to call you once a week and you can just write what I tell you. I'm going to call it Fox News. And people were like, that's just sad and desperate. I was like, that's fucking iconic. Like, interview magazine which is where she's doing it with and why they're doing their shit with interview magazine is because interview magazine was made by andy warhol in the 60s as like a high art take on celebrity culture like that's the point of it it's to take mass media pop culture and turn it into what it is which is like an art form so by doing it with interview they're basically saying that like our performance as celebrities is a form of like high elevated art and that's why they're doing it the way they're doing it. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's the most interesting celebrity thing that's happened in fucking ages. It makes Kim and Pete look like sad, embarrassing. You know, like, yeah. you're just like, oh, ugh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. As an aside, briefly, uh, you know, the photo of them, like, have you seen the photo of them with their tongues in each other's mouths from Paris Fashion Week? Mm-mm. That was taken by a woman who I befriended in Cayman and then didn't realize that she is a really, really fucking iconic photographer. And then she just took off and photographed these guys. So she was up close and personal with them. And then I was texting her because we we, um, chat and I was texting her about doing dinner. So I'm going to get all the inside goss on these two. This pic. Amazing. So we will have some hopefully insider, some insight. We can get her on for the Patreon. Bring oh my god, we should. We should get her on. She's fucking hilarious. That would be great. I feel like people, people who are, it's always been people with Kanye though. People really don't get him. I feel yeah. like when people are like he's an a narcissist, it's like okay, he's too ahead, <laughs> ahead of his time. Yeah, he's like what? Well, he's like a, a very important artist like just shut up about his personality who cares yeah what else has happened about them that's interesting i liked the outfits i thought they were perfectly acceptable yeah wait i put a a, um link of every outfit people were grilling her eye makeup and i have to say Upon closer inspection, I did understand the criticism, but maybe that was intentional. Yeah, it was obviously intentional, like everything they do. Yeah. I thought maybe she'd bought in her own random little makeup artist who was was like not up to the task. I think it was Pat McGrath. I saw her tag Pat McGrath, but I was like, surely. No, yeah, I think it was. That's like, again, next level commitment to the cause. She's wearing the Balenciaga band. Where? the picture oh black one yeah i know black's quite chic i want a bag you guys but i love the shopping. yeah i love the chaparelli i love kanye having these wild contacts yeah like she's wearing balenciaga too you know what i mean i'm like everyone's in on this if yes. kim had some huge problem with it she'd be like don't give this bitch balenciaga boots but I read on Dumois to throw a spanner in the works that Kanye bought it from the shop. Mm. Apparently the, on the first day of January, so like the day before the shoot that they did where she was dressed in the wish, restaurant, he sent all of these people around to every Balenciaga store in the city and they were buying shit. 
and her size. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And she took him to see Slave Play. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm just like, she's making him... I'm surprised he hadn't heard of that before. It seems like kind of embarrassing for him. Did she say that? Yeah, she said he never heard of Jeremy O'Harris. <laughs> Surely not. That's no, crazy. No, I reckon he wouldn't have. He's so wrapped up in his own brain. That's crazy. We're cooler than Kanye. Yeah. But everyone should... What's the name of her podcast? Forbidden Fruits. Yeah, everyone should listen to that episode. Someone said a bunch of people actually have said that we sound our podcasts are similar. <laughs> but I love that. I was thinking that. I was like, this is literally what would happen if like one of us, obviously you, started dating <laughs> Kanye <laughs> You're like, I was just walking down the street and then Kanye was like, do you want to come to Paris and wear Balenciaga? And I was like, fine. Uh, yeah, and then I take my Yeti mic and carry on. <laughs> I know, and I'd be the mm. friend being like, are you sure you want to talk about this? And you'd be like, yeah, 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 it's fine, he likes yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay, nice to catch up, girlies. We're going to pop over to Patreon now. If you haven't signed up, you literally get a whole second episode of AWD content every week. We try not to spruik it too much because we're very tasteful, <laughs> um, discreet women, but it's literally when this ends, we keep drinking for another hour and a half and keep talking shit about a more jada celebrity based news so if you're interested it's five bucks a month it's the pea brain version of ourselves after a bottle of wine so we start it once we're already lit so shit gets quite off the track sooner and we also spill a whole lot of shit that or like quite a bit of shit that i wouldn't feel comfortable saying on the main episode such as the dm i received Last night, while stoned in bed from someone I bust in 2013, more to come. And if that's not a teaser, <laughs> I don't know what is. There's also uh, access to our close friends on Instagram, which is where we post daily slash every, yeah, every other day about ev- yeah everything on the internet. So if you think our Instagram's inactive, you're just not part of the uh, close friends group, which is a lot of fun popping off constantly or so i'm told Is well it was, it? was yeah. popping off when i saw army hammer in the cayman islands that's for damn sure actually the, yeah we'll do an update on that yes i don't think we've talked yes. about that in the pod okay, okay. love okay. you bye girlies bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.